Welcome back to Calling Bank. Um, so this morning, we got some news. Um, Kobe Bryant died in a in an aeroplane. Not an aeroplane, helicopter. Helicopter. Accident. I kind of, it's, I'm shook. Harry, how many people have messaged you to see if you are okay? A lot. I mean, look, as a Lakers fan, I've been a Lakers fan my whole life. Kobe was definitely the guy that got me into basketball, without mm. a doubt. Mm. Um, there's actually a piece that I wrote. On Calling Bank. On Calling Bank, uh, where I speak about the, the first time I ever saw a Lakers game. I'm sitting in my cousin's apartment in LA, like in their house. We're all on the floor. They're in their Lakers jerseys. And we're watching this guy. And they keep, keep on screaming, Kobe, Kobe. I'm like, who is this Kobe guy? And then like, yeah. I see him. Yeah. And he's like, he's winning the game for them. He's, you know, step back three, dunks, whatever. I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah. That, that is my guy. Like, since that point, Lakers fan for my entire life. Obviously, with the championships as well in, in 2009, 2010, you know, Kobe completely changed. I mean, he was... The Lakers for yes. twenty years, yeah, two decades of Lakers. He was he was the guy who picked up the torch from Magic. He did, um, and then passed it, I guess, to LeBron. Um, yeah, but it is kind of fitting on the day that LeBron passed him on all time. Yeah, you know, points. Um, Kobe passes away the day after. Of course, he was with his daughter in the car uh, in the helicopter as well, and two other people from there from the, his daughter's basketball team, a parent and a child. And so the pilot, obviously, as well. the pilot as well. Um, so of course, wishing you know, thinking of them and, and wishing them all the best. But I just wanted to speak about Kobe for a little bit at the beginning. Harry, I'm very happy for you to if, do if that. that's okay. Um, so Kobe, as we know, played for the Lakers for 20 seasons. He was drafted in 1995 or 1996. 96, yeah. 96. Um, he started off on the bench for his first two seasons. You know, no one thought, you know, he was picked number 13. Of he course, was 17 years old. Well, he was traded from Charlotte. Charlotte had that pick, and then the Lakers managed to get it. Um, and, then, and then he starts playing better. He gets the starting role. And then, of course, you have him and Shaq in uh, the noughties to 2002, the three-peat, of course. Um, and I think people think, like, okay, Kobe's never going to be as good as Shaq. And then in 2008, he wins the MVP. And then 2009... They win. And then 2010, they win. Um, but for me, it was always the Pau Gasol and Kobe show. Mm. I am a huge Pau Gasol fan. Always have been. Uh, he is definitely my guy, White Thunder. Um, but there was something about watching them play. It was absolutely... It was just something else. Mm. I think as a Lakers fan, watching them succeed, and obviously the years after watching him play with you know, the likes of D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle, like, you could tell there was a difference between him then and when he was playing with the Lakers in you know, the, the noughties. Um, Kobe, of course, is the all-time leader in, in um, Lakers basketball. He's, he's 10,000 points more than Jerry West mm. in a Lakers uniform. He's the third, well... He's the fourth, fourth highest. highest scoring player to ever played the game. He was finals MVP in 2009-2010. Of course, he had the historic 81-point game that one of the best shots of all time over D-Wade against the Bud. I think it was 2005 mm. um, where he hit that, that shot. And then, of course, his 60-point game, which, look, I wasn't that impressed with, to be well, honest. Well, I mean, when you go 22 or 50. Yeah, but still, that was just like a classic Kobe moment. I remember watching that and being like, this guy is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. I think now people, people aren't going to be like, oh, Kobe is the greatest ever. People, he's still not in that debate. He's still not a, a Michael Jordan. He's no. still not a LeBron. But without a doubt, I, like for me at least, top 10 players of all time, Kobe's always been in there. Um, but I think he's, he's more than basketball. You know, all the philanthropic work that he's done, his um, Dear Basketball animation, which I don't know if you've watched. I have. It is absolutely fantastic. Of course, he won an Oscar for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what to say. There's been moments of silence around, around the league 
um, for already. Kobe. I mean, read some of those tweets. Some yeah. of the players have. You know, it sounds bad. I don't want to make a joke of it, but like when I woke up and I saw it. You thought it was fake. I thought it was fake. I also thought it was something out of The Simpsons. You know when Homer fakes his own death by going down the mountain? Yes. I was like, I don't know why. There was actually a fake helicopter death also in The Simpsons. Yes. With Krusty. Yes, with Krusty, of course. Um, So for some reason I just thought, I mean, it was fake. On Twitter there was this guy in 2012, one of my friends, shout out to Deron, um, sent me um, the tweet in 2012, the 14th of November 2012. Uh, He's like, Kobe's going to die in a helicopter crash. Who said this, Duran? No, this tweet guy. Oh, this guy on Twitter. Guy. Okay. Um, and now he's getting a lot of hate. Don't hate him. Like, you know, people can say a lot of things. Yes. Um, but it, it is ridiculous when you think about it. The same way that, like, the Simpsons predicted Donald Trump winning, you know, the election, being president, um, predicting Kobe is pretty crazy. Um, mm. I know you're not a huge Kobe fan. I mean, you like him in the sense that he... I mean, I like him in the sense that he was, um, he's transcendent and that yeah. people know basketball because of Kobe. Like, he makes, like, people, when you ask, like, who do you know? Like, Kobe. if you think about guys who you just do, don't know NBA, yeah. they will always know Kobe Bryant. They know Michael so. Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Those are the three. Three names, yep. Although I'm much more of, like, a Derek Fisher type of guy. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, people don't know Derek. People don't know Derek. But it, it is really interesting with Kobe. And I think, I think for me... Like, I, I watched a lot of Kobe games, obviously. I watched every single game, I would say, from, like, 2008 through to when he retired. Yeah. Obviously, past then as well. Um, but I remember I remember sitting on the couch with my grandpa watching a Spurs game, and I always loved watching the Spurs. I loved mm. watching Kobe against Pop. Mm. That was, like, the best rivalry. Yes. And then when they got out in the playoffs of the first round against, like, the Mavericks and the Spurs as well, mm. I knew that was it for Kobe. Like, yeah. that was the end of it, end of an era. Um, but it is crazy, because, like, for me personally, he's the reason why I got into basketball. Like, yeah. I think without Kobe... Like, if Lakers were trash, and if they... Like, if I'd started following the basketball in 2014 when he'd ruptured his Achilles, and I saw, like, Jordan Clarkson as their re- leading scorer... Don't get me wrong. Jordan Clarkson, fantastic for the Utah Jazz. And we're going to talk about we him. We will speak about him. Good segue, Harry. Um, <laughs> I know. But I just think, like, if not for Kobe... I would, you know, probably not be doing this podcast right now. You know, the funny thing is, is that if, if this was Dame, I'd feel exactly the same way. I know. Can you I imagine it, what happened if, if Dame, uh, a couple of years... Be, I'd be shocked. He's 41. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Look, I, I, would be, I would not be surprised if they cancel the Clippers-Lakers game. Uh, we, of course, will be covering the Portland-Lakers game, and I'm sure there will be a tribute for him, so it'll be... Especially if it's cancelled. I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to cry, but... I've got the tissues waiting for I, you. I'm now. really glad that you do. Um, look, we will speak about Kobe more in the future, without a doubt. But there are things to speak about in the NBA. Uh, we have had, we can't have our moment of silence because no. that would be very weird on a podcast. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, we've we got to move on. The show goes on. The show does go on. Um, now, we are heading up to the trade deadline. What's the 7th, 8th of February? Six, I thought it was 6th of February. Which is great, because we'll be in oh. America the day of the deadline. So we'll be updating. We'll be telling everyone what's going on. That's true. Um, also, there's going to probably be quite a few podcasts, I think, while we're over there. So make sure to check that out. But let's let's speak about... There's been quite a few trades that have happened. Yes. Um, let's go through them, because unfortunately, you've done a lot of the grunt work for this, because I was kind of paralyzed this morning. Couldn't really do much, except watch Kobe highlights. And that's okay. We that all have okay. to, we all have to, we deal with grief in different ways, We Harry. do indeed. Um, look, the idea for me is I want to get your view on this as well. Yeah. Um, 
the first trade I want to talk, I'm going to go through the, the five main trades that have occurred thus far. Yeah. Basically, so we, again, don't need to speak about them unless that was the, the trade. I don't think any of these have been the trade thus far, but yeah. worth talking about anyway. Um, first one and the earliest one was the Jazz and Cleveland. So the Jazz receiving Jordan Clarkson and Cleveland getting Dante Exum and two second round picks, the 2022 Spurs pick and the 2023 Golden State Warriors pick. A couple of points if we talk about it. Since the acquisition of Clarkson, what's happened? Utah, why do they do this? Their bench was one of the trash. worst in the league. Which is surprising because on paper, Emmanuel Moutier, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, Should've you expected good. really good things and they have been absolutely awful. They were trash. So what they did, they did two things that night. One, Jeff Green got released, so he was no longer there. Mm-hmm. And they ended up signing this G League player, Ray John Tucker. To be honest, he's averaging 1.5 points so, per game. So I don't really want to say that he had, had too much of an impact. But Clarkson, since he's been there, the bench ranks 17th in points per game. They were 29th previously. Their bench is the ninth best rating in the league. They were 30th or worst in the league before. And their team is 14-1 and one since the trade. Yeah. I personally thought it was a fantastic trade. I thought, like, Dante Exum, he's not doing anything. Um, you'll go into the Cavs side of things. But for Utah, Clarkson's just a go-to shooter. They are not a team that is an offensive team, mm-hmm. ever. Um, which is just, I mean, it's nuts. I think that Clarkson as well, him on the bench with Mike Connolly, passing him the ball, mm. perfect. Yep. That's exactly what you want. Yep. Yeah, he's hot and cold, like he has his streaks. Um, but I still think it's so good for them. And, I mean, look at their record, 14-1. Since. Including a great game yesterday against uh, Luca and... Which they won again. Yeah, Luca and the Mavs. I mean, they're second in the West now. Um, I mean, from Cleveland perspective, for Exum, he's played at least 12 minutes in all 12 of his appearances thus far. Um, when he really was playing about seven minutes a game in November for the Jazz. So at least Exum seeing more game time, which from an Australian perspective is fantastic. He also had one great performance, got a career high, 28 points. points. That was nuts. Against the Timberwolves. But to be honest, other than that, really hasn't done too much on the statistical side of things. But for them, it was never the statistics of Dante Exum. They They were getting draft picks. Yep, exactly right. So again, at the moment, my winner on this was clearly Utah. Um, Exum also has a contract that goes into next year. Clarkson's contract expires this year, so they have no salary cap um, kind of drain for next year for Utah's perspective. But you know what? Come back to me in 2023. Let's see what happens with the second round. I think Utah wins for now, but I think long-term probably Cleveland wins. I mean, unless Utah wins the championship, in which case... They win. They win. <laughs> they win more. They win everything. It's, like, it's exactly what happened with like. Okay, it's not the same as a Kawhi trade, but it's like, hey, if you win a championship, all things forgotten. Exactly. All right, cool. Let's go to the second one: Hawks this and Timberwolves. A, this was a weird trade. This made complete sense to me. It made complete sense. Complete sense. Yeah. This okay. is probably the easiest one to analyze out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a clear winner, but yeah, let's go through it. Hawks get Jeff Teague and Trevion Graham. Jeff Teague, didn't he used to play for the Hawks in 2016? And he then, was an all-star with the Hawks. Yeah, when they had four all-stars in uh, 2016 or 15? 2014. 2014, yeah. there we go. Uh, with 15. Bud was their coach. and um, Yeah, correct. Led the league and then bowed, us, bowed out against LeBron. Um, and then Timberwolves get Alan Crabb. <laughs> and that <laughs> is it. He used to play for Portland. He did. Um, easy one, for, to be honest. Both teams are just trading expiring contracts and get something they wanted. For the Hawks, they needed a backup to Trey Young. Yeah. When Trey Young sat, they were awful. Absolutely awful. They had really no bench. Um, Teague helps them in that. Teague has actually performed as a highly effective backup point guard for Minnesota. 
he, I mean, Minnesota scored 110 points per game per 100 possessions with them on the floor, and they were better offensively with him there, basically. And he was basically, with a lot of stats, 90th percentile amongst point guards. So yeah. very good advanced stats for backup point guards. Graham, bleh, I don't know really what to say about Graham. He won't do much. He won't do much. He's averaged only 5.2 points, shooting 25% from three. I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks even cut him and get an open roster spot. Yeah. For the Timberwolves, what do they get? They made a minor cash saving with this trade, about $2 million. And probably the most important part is they opened up a roster spot, which yeah. they can fill later. Yeah. I mean, for Crab as well, I think they were going to give up on Teague. I think Teague... I mean, Teague's stats this year have not been bad. They're 13 not bad, points, six assists. But Alan Crabb is essentially Robert Covington, but worse. Yep. Uh, like, I don't understand what you need. I mean, the only reason why they need Crabb is if they end up trading Covington, which they might. You still don't know. Um, I mean, there's thoughts about him going back to the Sixers, which would also be hilarious. Um, and then Alan Crabb gets that starting spot. But realistically, he's just a poor man's version of Covington. I mean, career 38% shooter from three, which is above average, but yeah. this year's only averaging 32% from three and about 5.1 points per game. So not great. This trade, for Timberwolves' perspective, seems all about the money, yeah. getting rid of Teague, and a roster spot. I think at the end of the day, it's a very clear winner in this one. It's, it's got to be the Hawks. Correct. Uh, I think I without a doubt. The next trade's a bit of a doozy because it has to do with, with your team. It does. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard this, but the Lakers, LeBron says... They don't need any trades. Oh, really? Yeah, he said we're good where we are. Is that why you lost by 17 to the 76ers without their... Kobe died, the you dickhead, all right? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You can't keep using this as an excuse, <laughs> Harry. Um, all right, next trade, Portland. Can I just say, though, I would not be surprised if the Lakers went on an absolute tirade for the next games and they just start winning by heat. They just, like, smash teams out of the ballpark. Well, good thing they're not playing Portland soon. You know what? We were saying that like this, that could potentially be the next game. Yeah, that could, could be the next Lakers home game because I think there is there is actually a chance they cancel the Clippers game because it's LA versus LA, and while that'll be very controversial, like I don't know, mm. I feel like there's a possibility. Well, look, I mean, we're going to be there, so would I rather it get cancelled? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that's right. Um, all right, let's go to the Portland trade with the Sacramento Kings. This was. This is a pretty big one. It was. I mean, this is probably the, the most interesting out of the ones that I think that have happened. No bias intended. It's, I think it is the most interesting. Also, like, I think the Coley Stein trade is interesting in the sense that, like, Mavs needed it. But if, it, if, if you know, if um, Wright hadn't gotten injured, this probably wouldn't have happened so quickly. Yeah. Um, so just, just for those playing at home. So it's Trevor Reza, Caleb Swanigan, Way, Wayne and Gabriel... For Kent Bazemore, Anthony Tolliver, and two second-round picks in 2024 and 2025. From Portland. From yeah. Portland. So tell me a bit about it, because I, I have my views on this, Yep. Um, which I'm happy to share. Yep. Uh, I wrote and an I, article about it as well. I'm very keen to hear your views. I, I have this as two things. Yeah. One, they needed a small forward. Blazers, I mean, I'm going to talk about Blazers here. No offence to Swanigan and Gabe, Gabriel, I'm mm. going to just ignore them for a well, second. Well, look. They also don't have a lot of players that can play minutes. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world, getting two extra players for the price of one, mm. in that sense. Look, Swanigan did play a few minutes against the Mavs when they played, so I guess that is a he's playing the backup centre role whilst we, again, still have injuries no and Nurk isn't back yet. But 
I mean, really, the big thing for me here was that they got a small forward. Yeah. Because Ken Bazemore is not a small forward. Yeah. And I think that's what we saw. I mean, Bazemore, although he was defensively decent, just shooting was so disappointing. Like, I really had high hopes for this guy. He was very, very underwhelming. 33% from three. Career low, 37% inside the arc. I mean, a really dismal true shooting percentage, about 47.5%. When you compare that to Ariza, Ariza is a 35% three-point shooter. His true shooting percentage is 54.3%, you know, 7% higher. And, I mean, you already saw the indications of that game against the Mavs where Ariza goes 21 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, and four three-pointers. Yeah. The impact on the court already, for me, is better having Ariza there. I think he's a better fit than yeah. Baysmore was. I think this is also why Portland slightly... I mean, they win the trade twofold. Um, the biggest factor of this, they save, what, like $12.5 million? About that. Uh, from, from tax as well. So this was a huge salary dump. But at the end of the day, you get someone that can actually play minutes. Baysmore was coming off the bench, and that's fine. Tolliver was barely even playing. He was just a bloody black hole when he was playing um, for, for most of the part I mean he had games he had one or two games I remember but yeah. really Tolliver wasn't doing too much and was a bit disappointing and Trevor Ariza can defend I think like at the end of the day you gave up two players that probably aren't going to help you for a player that can help you that has a very minimal guarantee next year I think it's like 1.8 8 mil, mil um, which is like nothing yep. from, from the king side of things Trevor wasn't doing anything. Nope. For them, Kent Bazemore, maybe he opens his spaces the floor a bit more. Tolva, fine. At the end of the day, they got these guys because they're veterans. Yep. And also, their leadership. Anthony yep. Tolva is known around the league as one of the big voices in the locker room. The Kings are cooked. Like, mm. Luke Walton's blaming his players. The, they're all kids at the end of the day, and their veterans are just not playing well no. at all Harrison Barnes is not someone you look to as no. that veteran locker room presence and I think that's what they get from Anthony Tolliver they also get draft picks because inevitably they're not making the playoffs this season which is really um, sad which is yeah. sad because we picked them as one of the, one of the best to make it um, but at the end of the day I, I really think it's, it's a bit of a nothing trade it's, it's a salary trade. dump at the end of the day Blazers cut luxury tax, which they need. This yeah. also means that if they trade Whiteside for a guy who's earning less than $22 million, they won't pay any luxury tax at yeah. all this year, which is big for a team that, at the moment, doesn't look like making the playoffs. No. And that's probably important. I mean, again, those two second-round picks, 2024-2025, you tell we'll me. See. The thing for the Blazers that I do need to know, they only have one second-round pick now for the next six years. Yeah, and that's, and that's, in that's not great, especially when they're tanking, essentially, this season. They're not, but they should be. And Look, I think I think the Blazers win this trade, uh, but only very slightly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so Darrell uh, Dwight Powell, Darrell Wright. Why do you I, let me say Darrell Wright? I before? was going to correct Powell, you. I was going to correct you, but I know mind, you're in a moment. You know what? My mind is gone. All I can think is twenty-four and eight. Um, anyway, Dwight Powell, of course, tore his uh, Achilles devastatingly a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, he's out for the season, which is. Uh, really upsetting because he was having a good season and also the Mavs are a great team to watch. Mm. You know when you watch like, okay, so for example, the, the Clippers are not that fun to watch. No. Um, Spurs also not that fun to watch. Mavs are fun to watch. Mavs are very fun to watch. And I mm. think Dwight, Dwight Powell was definitely part of that. But now they have a, a gaping hole. Bazingas isn't playing centre. He's barely even playing power forward. Yeah. Um, Marjanovic can't play those No, he had minutes. a good game against... Someone the other day where he shut down someone. I can't even remember. But it, he did have a good one-off game. But at the end of the day, 
They, they, don't, start, they, they needed a center. They were looking at Joakim Noah. People thought that's the way they were going to go. Uh, but then they decided on someone else. I actually like this trade. So the trade was Willie Cauley-Stein to the Mavs and Golden State Warriors get the 2020-20 second round pick from Utah. Yeah, I don't understand why the Warriors were just so happy to like... Surely they could have gotten a bit more Well, I think Stein. To be fair, like if we look at what he's done for the Warriors, 7.9 points, 6.2 rebounds, a steal and a block a game in under 23 minutes, shooting about 53.6% from the field. The problem for Cooley Stein is always just he looks like he isn't trying. And that's mm. everyone's got a problem with that. They thought, you know, he's going to go to the Warriors. He was at the Kings and everyone's like, oh, you know, maybe it's a Kings thing. I think it's a Cooley Stein thing. I think he honestly just sometimes looks like he doesn't care. He doesn't. That was the issues they were having with the Kings, yeah. is that he was lazy. He didn't, he, like, he didn't put enough effort in. Yeah. So whether going to the Mavs will be able to change that, I don't know. Like fundamentally, he could be starting caliber, a starting caliber center in this league. Mm. He was, you know, the I think the eighth eighth pick or sixth pick. He, they, he was a high draft more. pick. And the contract that he's on now, two years, four point five mil. Like it makes it made complete sense for the Mavs not to like to take him. It's a low risk, high reward kind of play for them. And if they want Noah, they can also get him as well. Exactly. I mean, for Golden State, what do they get? The, the, it's, the second round pick is a really low one because, I mean, the Jazz are second in the West. I'm assuming that's like 56, 57, 58th pick. Yeah. Basically, end of the draft. Kind of. There's not many players other than Isaiah Thomas that really comes out at that range. So, really, I don't know what they'll get, but they get another pick. And they also now get cap space to sign two of their two-way contracts. Kai Bowman and Marquise Chris now can both get signed <laughs> under their salary count. Marquise Chris, who was, of course, waived by the Warriors and then... Resigned, re-signed by the Warriors. on a two-way. Look, I just... I think from the Warriors, it was, it was a bad call. Like, you could probably get a couple of draft picks. You could get a little bit more. For Maybe that. a higher pick. A higher pick, yeah. I, I think... Nice. I just think getting, like, the last pick in the draft, rarely do you find a gold nugget. nugget. Like... Well, I mean, even Draymond Green was pretty low on the draft. I mean, he was thirty fifth though, not yeah. fifty. Yeah, yeah. Only Isaiah Thomas, who was sixtieth, um, has had that success. Look, I think for the Mavs, fantastic trade. Yeah, I think it's really good for them. Um, I'm also just, I just love. I was upset they lost yesterday uh, to Utah. Mm. Gobert, Gobert, of course, had the game saving block. Yeah. Um, but the Mavs are a fun team to watch, and they're yep. a good team. Luca is, he's had twenty triple doubles this season. Yep. And look, and I think you know. Good luck to Willie. I hope he goes well. He's going from the worst team in the league to a contender. So yeah. I think maybe that kind of situation will be the first time in his career that he's playing for a playoff team. Yeah. Maybe that'll make the difference. There's a couple of names that have been floated. Um, I don't want in-depth discussion about them, but yeah. just where you think they're going to go. Um, so we mentioned him before, but Robert Covington. Do you think he stays in Minnesota, or do you think he gets? Good? I mean, the Lakers are one of the suitors. Uh, Lakers won't get him. No, they won't. Philly is actually a possibility. Yes, my actual gut feel is the Clippers get him. That'd be very unpleasant for the league. Yeah. Who do they trade? Like Landry Shamit and Mo Harkless, but Landry Shamit as well. I would keep Shamit. I Mo Harkless and Covington co- contract-wise are basically similar. Yeah. Harkless has an expiring, so contract-wise you don't really have to add much, but you just need picks, and that's the part that Clippers don't really have. Yeah, because so I don't know what you do there. Picks. So I don't know what you do there. The other team that I could potentially see is the Heat. I would love him in the Heat. They would be the most grit and grind. Like they add him, they're even more grit and grind. Yeah. Like yep. I love their team. Heat. That's a fun team to watch. I'm very excited to go see Clippers and Heat in in LA. I think that's going to be a good game. just a really good game. I mean, they played the other night and it was very close. One one twenty two to one seventeen. Of course, the Clippers won that one without Paul George. Yeah. Um, but I think actually, 
I think they've played like the longest streak together is five games of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard playing together. They don't need to. They don't need to. Um, another person, D Rose. Yeah. He's been up in the air. Um, there's a lot of talk about him going to the Lakers. I, don't, I, I just don't, don't see, see it. it. I don't see um, it. Uh, Philly for me is probably more. Philly, of a, I agree. I think that would be the best fit for him. It doesn't yeah. make for sense for him to go anywhere except a contender. Yeah. I mean, Philly are sixth or fifth in the in the East. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Um, so I think this would be fantastic for him. He's also playing pretty much as well as his MVP season in the sense yeah. that he's getting a lot of twenty point games being quite efficient from the field is the go-to scorer for the for the Pistons as well. He's on a reasonable contract only it's 7.5 mil a year. Um, Philly as well, I mean, I watched that game, Philly-Lakers yesterday, and I've got to say that Rael Neto as your backup point guard isn't going to get no. it done. As much as he was okay yesterday, they get Derek Rose in there. I mean, that's a good fit. How much better are the, the 76ers without Embiid? Um, I actually like them better without him. I don't know. I, I mean, you say this. But I say I, this, I but like, I, I am not sure if the Lakers would have lost yesterday if Embiid was playing. I mean, Ben Simmons looks better without Embiid. That's exactly. Sure. But and then, he, but then he Embiid really looks well. better without Simmons. So yeah, but even Al Horford looks better without Embiid. He does not look good with Embiid on the on the on the floor. I think it's about the rotations. I think they. Yeah. they I mean, you wouldn't not want to have a team with both. If you have both of them, it's amazing. You yeah. just need to get the rotations. Get, right. get them working. Um, and the last one, of course, is Andre Drummond, uh, who we've been speaking about for weeks. The only place he can go is the Hawks. I I just don't see anywhere else. Celtics is still an option for me. I just don't think that like they're playing so well. Why would they trade anyone? Like it's working. You've got to think about like who's going to mark Giannis. Obviously, um, and who's going to mark Embiid in the playoffs? They don't have anyone. You think Andre Drummond's going to do it? It's better than no one. Yeah. No offense to Cantor or Thies. Thies was actually not bad against Davis and Howard when they played. Uh, I know. It's a road trip. It's Lakers on the road. It's mid season. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's the same as the 76ers game yesterday. Like, yeah. They just were tired. Yeah. And they, look, they look sloppy they in look the second sloppy. half. Normally, the Lakers come out second half really strong. Mumba mentality. Um, I mean, they got but, within five in the fourth, and then Horford hit a three, and that was kind of over. But like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like Drummond for me is like a, a, a Celtics. I mean, still for me more likely. But yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I want to speak about the the thing that we've been waiting for all season. Zion Williamson finally played. He has played two games. Of course, they're playing the Celtics today. This episode, I think, will actually be up before then, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, but. Um, what do you think of him? Because I've got all the stats, but like, I don't know if you've watched him at all. I have. He runs real weird. Yeah. Like, objectively, I like, I don't understand how he he's gets. He's a big boy. He gets he's the blocks. A, he's a big. Boy. You saw him like turning his back to the hoop and like pushing people down in the paint. I was like, this guy can literally bowl over Anyone. everyone. Yeah. He still hasn't had like a huge dunk, like a windmill dunk, but like no. that block into like the twentieth row. Um, in his second game against Denver was huge um, his four threes in the first game where he went on a 17 point run himself and then they took him out of the ball game so can I just tell you some stats yep. so he's currently averaging it's not anything so impressive I mean 75% from the field in two games is whatever 80% from three is insane but also two games 18.5 points per game six and a half rebounds in under 20 minutes Per 36, and we don't often look at per 36 because Taco Falls is per 36, like 54 points a game. But realistically... I mean, that does show you what would happen. Realistically, Zion Williamson will probably end up playing 36 point, uh, minutes a game because that's what LeBron plays. Good question. Do you think he'll ever play 36 minutes a game? Yeah. You think he will? Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be If he's going to be one of the best of all time. But, and this is where I'm getting to. I'm not sure anymore, Harry. I don't think so. I actually don't, I think he'll be a bit more of a Greg Oden. I actually don't think his body will hold up. That's that. This is what I, I'm starting to I think. I think like I watch him run in court and that's just the way he runs. And I, I heard about it on another podcast and we'll see him in person. Supposedly yeah. when you see him in person, it's different. We've got two Pelicans games that, that we will see. be seeing, which I'm super excited for. Um, but look, he looks incredible. Will he pay 36 minutes a game? I don't know. He should if he's going to be that good. And if he gets healthier, maybe. But I don't know. He's per 36. He's 34 points per game, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, a block and a steal. That's Giannis level. Yep. On about, you know, 60% shooting. From seeing him play, you see him on offensive rebounds. He's always searching for that offensive rebound. Mm. Like, every single play, he's in it. Yeah. He can jump. He's just... So, like, when I saw him jump, I was like, how does this guy jump so high? For that for big somebody guy. Who's, Like, it's insane. He yep. could be one of the athletes of a generation. He looks absolutely incredible. But I'm with you. I don't think his body will hold up. I'm more than happy to eat my words. So I'm I. more than happy to eat my words. Um, but I think it's unlikely. I just worry about the fact that he just he needs to either slim down or something needs to change in the way he d- operates. Otherwise, I don't see him lasting. Yeah. Like I, I, LeBron is a big guy, but LeBron is... He probably spends 20 mil of his $35 million a year. On his butt. Conditioning. Yeah. And I don't have that from Zara. No. I mean, he's also a kid. He's 19. He's also a kid. I think it all depends. If he can go the rest of the season without injury, playing probably 25 minutes a game. That's the max out. Maximum. That's the max out. Then he could still be a rookie of the year candidate, besides how amazing Jar Morant's been. But, like, if he continues to put up these numbers, like, it'd be hard to stop him getting rookie of the year. Yeah. But in saying that, I just don't... I think he'll get injured again before the end of the year. I don't want to be a premonition... But I think it's likely. No, we're not doing any helicopter crash promotions. No. I mean, they have lost... <laughs> too soon. Way too soon. Um, they have lost their two games against the Spurs and Denver's, both teams that are in the playoffs in the West, but only by, like, six points. Yeah. Very, and very minimum. Zion out. Yeah, when he could be winning them the game. Brandon Ingram has been playing exceedingly worse since they've got in. The rest of the team have actually been playing worse for the most part, yeah. except JJ Redick. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Zion actually fits in and if they'll continue to be a good team, if Brandon Ingram will continue to be the all-star that we have seen him to be yep. this season. They need they need to see how he fits with, with um, Brandon because yeah. if they don't, then you're not giving Brandon a backs contract. Yeah, no. And you trade him, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Um, just before we finish... Um, I do want to speak a little bit more about Kobe, if that's okay. That's okay. Um, one of the things that I, that I think about a lot is I used to hate players in the NBA. Um, there was um, Richardson, I can't remember his first name, but also Channing Fry. Um, two players that always used to mark Kobe. I used to hate them because they always got in this grill. I'm like, you can't speak to Kobe like that. And then I, I realized after like how ridiculous it was to uh, hate players because they were rude to Kobe. Because uh, by that same mentality, like I'm not a huge fan of Jared Dudley because he no. also used to get into Kobe's grill. And now you like him. And it, well, I don't, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't just because he plays for the Lakers does not mean that I like him. Okay, fair I still enough. don't like him, but ridiculously so because like. Yeah. Kobe doesn't play in the league. He now plays for the Lakers. He hit an incredible three to beat the buzzer against um, who had the Nets when we were playing them. Um, but yeah, it's just it's ridiculous how caught up people be can be uh, with with sports players, um, yes. people that we've never met that have have changed our lives. Um, That's true. But yeah, we are wishing Kobe and his family are you know thinking of them at this time, of course, as is I would say majority of the world. Um, yep. 
You know, it's like it's. It, I think it's akin to if David Beckham died in a, a helicopter crash. Oh no! It's, Do you think? Like, I, I think that's so. a fair comparison. I say so. Yeah. Um, it's just this. Just shocking. It is absolutely shocking. Um, we will make sure to keep you up to date on the Calling Bank website um, of all things going on. Um, but thank you for joining us for this. I guess very mournful. Mournful. I mean, episode I'm, of Calling Bank. We we tried to go on. The show had to go on. We did. We we dedicated ten minutes to it, and then we were like, we've got it. We've got to speak about NBA. It's what Kobe would have wanted. Exactly. It is what he would have wanted. Um, next time we will have quite a few episodes coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, after we go to the games, which yep. is very exciting. So we'll have them pretty much straight after the games. I think so. It should be very, very exciting. So stay tuned for that one. Yep. So the games, just to recap. Oh, there's, there's a lot. Potentially the first Lakers home game against Portland post Kobe, which I, yeah, I don't know about that. I kind of like, part of me is like, maybe it's better if the Clippers do play Lakers because yep. I don't know how it will be being in that game. Be nuts. Um, so we've got that game. We've got Houston, New Orleans in Houston. Yep. Uh, we have Bucks, New Orleans in New Orleans. Uh, we've got Miami and Clippers in LA yep. and our final game will be Lakers versus Houston you which know. last time uh, I don't know if you remember last year Anthony Kiedis the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers got uh, got kicked out of the stadium for shouting at Chris Paul so who knows what will happen hopefully something like that <laughs> hopefully it won't be us getting kicked out no let's hope not um, guys thanks for joining us and we'll see you in America yep did you call back